BBC Gardener's World Day 2, a very, very warm day, 27 degrees, quite high humidity, but what some incredible show gardens, borders, and of course, in the floral marquee. One of the really interesting parts is hot off the potting bench, which is where we get to see, for the first time, some of the amazing new varieties of plants, which aren't, I think, Neil Gow, available until next year in some cases. Yeah, so the, the majority of cases here, these are plants that are put forward by the breeders they've gone through their breeding uh, programs we've got the hibiscus up there 30 years of breeding work has gone into those the nemesias down at the far end there um, beautifully scented seven years of breeding work behind those so these are varieties they're being seen in public here at this show for the very first time and they will be available in garden centers mail order and and so on uh, for 2024 Uh, to the untrained eye how subtle are some of the differences in these varietals? Breeding of plants is no different to breeding of animals or children, humans, whatever. The, you're always looking for the ultimate. And so you may be breeding, if it's, uh, say, a tomato, for instance, you may be breeding for flavour or colour. Uh, and obviously fl- colour come, becomes important in, in flower colour. So you're always looking for something different. You know, the sweet pea, the holy grail is the yellow sweet pea. It does not yet exist. <laughs> so, you know, the breeders are always chasing after those, those sorts of things. Scent is very important uh, in the flowering plants. Again, back to the nemesia that I mentioned earlier on, what the breeder there wanted to produce was a scented nemesia that was hardy. Mm. Those were the two things that he was chasing. There were plenty of scented nemesias about but none of them were hardy there were hardy nemesias about but none of them were scented so he set out to uh, to, to, to to cross and and develop the two so flower size flower color habit disease resistance the the rose peters persica there one of its key attributes it's a beautiful looking flower but one of its real key attributes People don't like roses because they get disease. They get, you know, they look manky. They need spraying. The green fly eat them and whatever. Not the modern rose. The modern rose is resistant to green fly. Not saying it won't get green fly, but it's resistant to it. It's resistant to mildew and all of the fungal diseases, black spot and things like that that people don't like. Absolutely. And understandably don't like. Quite right. And and of course, this has won the Peter Seabrook uh, New Plant Award for uh, 2023 quite something and uh, we've got what hundreds over a hundred hundred and one plants were entered into this yeah now the judges have their say uh, as you have said to me but purely on a grower's commercial uh, sort of interest they want to know what the public like don't they absolutely it's a very very important part of the breeding program uh, a, a, a grower or a breeder can produce the best plant in the world but if the gardeners don't go out and buy it from their garden centre or their nursery and plant it in their garden and grow it and enjoy it there's no market for it so it's really important to the breeders and it's one of the reasons that they support us in in this display here at Gardeners World Live is because they want 
to know what the public think. Absolutely. And I guess there must be some thinking in the way that breeders come up with, with new varieties in terms of the apparent shift we seem to be having in weather and climate and the times of the year that things will can be can be planted, can be raised, can flower and, and, and whatever it, whatever else it might be. And that, that's part of that thinking process as well, isn't it? Because things are definitely changing. De- definitely they're changing. And it's one of the things that breeders have been looking at and, and bear in mind what I said about the time that it mm. takes to breed. You know, as a, as a Scotsman, I understand how long it takes to make a good whiskey. You know, that pales into insignificance in relation to how long it takes to, to make a good or to breed a good plant. But one of the things that they've been looking at now for a number of years that I mentioned on the rose is roses that don't need spraying to keep green fly and black spot and so on at bay. So the 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 ease of growth of success of growth without lots of chemicals fertilizers and and so on is important one of the other things that has become very important in recent years is the style of the flower because bees feeding the bees so these more open flowers uh, like we see there on the on the caryopteris that's quite important uh, the dahlias, the echinacea up at the uh, the far end there, they're an open flower, which is good for the bees and the pollinators. Right. So that's actually quite important as a food source. So do different varieties of the same plant have a different type of pollen and therefore produce a different type of nectar, which affects the flavour of the honey? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Bees that will feed on, on different plants... Uh, you know, if you've got a, a, an acute um, uh, sense of taste, you will taste the difference in the in the honey as you can in milk. Cows that graze on grass near the sea that's salty, the milk will have a different flavour to cows that graze in the Midlands. A good point. Do you know, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Absolutely superb. So have you got any uh, particular favourites here? I was just dying out. I mean, I think the lily there is absolutely beautiful. This hydrangea is, is delightful. And I think the colour of the, the uh, petunia over there um, <laughs> just, just caught my eye. But I'm, I, I'm just a plant lover, not a, not a gardener. Come on, come on, share, share, your, share your innermost. Well, Neil. I've do narrowed like? it down to about <laughs> ten so far. <laughs> what's, your, what's your top three or four? Top three or four. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Nemesia. Um, I no longer have a sense of smell. Nemesia Swan Song, uh, the, the whole series is scented. Nemesia Swan Song, the white one there, is so strongly scented I can smell it. Only just, but I can smell it. Being the Calvinistic Scot that I am, you know, flowers that give pleasure, oh, that's a bit sinful, <laughs> as long as you can eat it. So the Basil Batik, I love the green leaf there. Right. And, you know, shall we just head, head down yes. that direction? because, uh, you know, I, I know this is radio and smell-o-vision works extremely well, <laughs> but just have a sniff of that. Oh, my goodness. That, have a little taste of it. Just that, chew the end of that. So, gosh, that's more peppery yeah. than basil normally is. It's a more yeah. intense, slightly bitter edge to it, but you notice the smell, the difference of the smell mm. to, to certainly the sort of mass-produced ordinary basil yeah. you might pick up in the supermarket. A- absolutely. It's very different. It's a, well, not very different. You'd know it was basil straight away but it's a much more intense flavour than you would ever get in that supermarket basil that's been force-fed, force-grown, under light, mm. very often never seen daylight, those basil that you buy in the supermarket. So that's much more intense. That's going to make an incredible pesto. It is absolutely stunning. Wow. Absolutely stunning. Dave the hairy biker, who I believe is in the food show, I'm 
terrified of him coming over because that is going to disappear. It's going to get sheared, up, sheared off at the bottom. But it's also very interesting as an ornamental plant yeah. because there's its flare spike coming. That will be open in another two weeks or so's time with an intense blue flower. That will still be flowering in November. You will wow. still be picking leaves off that in the autumn. I'm still using it. How we get now herbs as ornamental, as ornamental um, plants. plants. Yeah. 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 Some so, tomatoes at the back. Tomatoes at the back there. That's tomato toddler, uh, which the breeder tells us is even tastier than sun gold. Wow. Now, I haven't tried it yet, but now that I've got some basil in one hand and tomatoes <laughs> so, over there, that's tea sorted. So between you and the hairy bikers, <laughs> come down quick and see what's here. That's all going to go. Before it's all consumed. Fantastic. What a I great tomato. say about Petunia tumbelina nicola because my partner in life my wife who's put up with me for 40 years this has been named after her by the breeder oh, how lovely. Um, and the funny thing is the breeder asked me in about january whether uh, he could borrow my wife's name to uh, to name the, uh, the 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 tumbelina there and i said yes provided we keep it a secret right. let's not tell her because she's a fairly shy person. And Does she know yet? She knows now. Right, okay. The breeder delivered it here on Tuesday. She still didn't know then. It's been operating under a code name. It arrived here on Tuesday with a whacking great big label in it saying Petunia Nicola, and she still didn't notice. <laughs> and is there some of that going to the Gow household after this show? Well, there might be one. There might be one. We'll, we'll keep it a yeah. secret between so, us. <laughs> we, 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 we like that one. The lilies are stunning, you, but lilies are marmite to me. You either love them or you hate them sort of thing. Um, but we've got some interesting lilies here because we've got the first of a series of double-flowered lilies. You can see they've got two rows of, well, they've got multiple rows of petals on them. Pollen-free, so those of us who are allergic to the pollen, worried about cats in the house and that sort of thing, staining on your clothes, not an issue at all. King Solomon here does have the pollen and we can prove it. Look at the stains on our arms and our shirts. <laughs> but this is a really interesting one because it's showing resistance to lily beetle. Right. Now it hasn't been bred for that, but that's something that is transpiring. So they're now working on that. Why is that resistant to lily beetle? Because by heck, if we could make that resistant to lily beetle. So that's how breeding and plants will develop. This is the science side of what we like <laughs> looking at, isn't it? Which is yeah. absolutely amazing. And that's why horticulture is so interesting, isn't it? Because it's not just beautiful flowers. It's, it's the work, it's the exercise, it's the relaxation, it's the science behind stuff and so on. It just goes on and on and on. And I have to say, as always, it's the conversations and the passion in your voice with the way you talk <laughs> about this, Neil. Thank you for taking me through those. Some amazing plants. It will be really interesting, won't it, to see if the... Uh, the public prefer things to that which the judges chose. It will be extremely interesting. And just from anecdotal conversation today, I don't think the rose that the judges chose is going to be the customer's or the visitor's <laughs> choice. I don't know. We'll have, a, we'll have a look tonight and see how the vote's going, but I don't think it's going to be the same. Neil, really good to catch up with you. Thank Lovely you. Lovely to see you, Steve. Thanks.